What's up, everybody? Thanks again for joining me for another edition of March 4th with Mike Bauman. I, of course, am your host, Mike Bauman. Whoever you are, wherever you are listening from, thank you so much for checking out the podcast. If you're a returning listener, I greatly appreciate your continued love and support. And if you're a brand new listener of the show, man, thank you so much for hopping aboard that pirate ship. You can follow me on Instagram at March 4th Pod. My website is march4th.podbean.com. My link tree with all of my stuff is in the podcast description for this episode. Y'all made it here, so you found us somehow. And I truly appreciate each and every one of you checking out another edition of the March 4th with Mike Bauman podcast. As I record this today, the intro and the close to this show, it's a beautiful sunny afternoon here in Nashville, Tennessee. I'm not going to tell you exactly where I am because there's a lot of weirdos out there, so I'm in an undisclosed location. Um, but in all seriousness, man, I'm doing well. I, uh, I, I'm i feeling rejuvenated. It's crazy to think that this is episode 99 that is hitting your ears right now. It's it's kind of a trip, you know, when you start to hit these these milestones. And even though I've done other episodes under Bauman's Breakdown uh, before I changed the name and the theme of this show to March 4th, uh, it's crazy that I'm hitting 100 episodes and on the cusp, I should say, of hitting 100 episodes of March 4th. It really is just a testament to all the people that I've been able to connect with who have come on the show all of you who listen and like and subscribe and share and tell your friends about the show, all those things go a long way in, in helping things get to where they are now, man. And it's been a really cool, creative journey. It's it's hard to believe how fast time goes. Like the older I get, man, the the more my concept of, of time, I guess you could say, is 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 at the forefront of my brain. You know what I mean? Um to think that I've I've been in Nashville almost a decade, to think that I've been doing this podcast as March 4th for four years and really three years, three over three years now that I've been doing it consistently and to be approaching episode 100, it's just, uh, um, it's just a trip, man. You know, I'm getting older, but I'm still young. Uh, I don't feel old. Um, I'm just trying to take care of myself and wake up every day and, and try to make the most of it, man, truthfully. Um, Facing fears, facing my anxieties, my compulsions that I know are unhealthy and just trying to combat those, stay in my rational mind, exercise, try to eat right. Uh, I say that having had like six pints of ice cream over the last couple of weeks, but it's cool though because I'm working out. <laughs> I can't I can't lie, y'all. If I have a pint in front of me, man, a pint of ice cream that is, I'm going to eat it. I love Ben and Jerry's. I really should... Uh, Try to see, uh, you know, when the uh, the podcast blows up, if I can get an ownership stake in the old business out there with Ben and Jerry's. But, uh, but for real, man, I just want to say thank you to each and every one of you who checks out this show, for all of the family and the friends who have supported me and had my back over the years. Um, it's just, uh, it really is a, is a blessing just to be alive, man. And, and I think we got to remind ourselves of that every day, whether you're 35 like me or 25 or 15 or 45 or 60, I don't know how old you are listening to this, probably somewhere between 18 and 34 if you're checking out this show, but just make the most of each and every day. Be good to people. Like I say on every show is a tribute to my gramp. Keep the faith and be kind to one another. It's important. The world needs it. We need love. We need peace. We need harmony. We need creative people chasing their dreams, you know, to, to give the people who are 
you know, working those those nine to fives, you know, uh, something something to look forward to. You know what I mean? And, and be able to have an outlet away from the spreadsheets and away from the numbers and the money and the the ROIs and MORs and all of that stuff, man. You know, KPIs, all that stuff that 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 uh, you know helps keep the lights on and pays the bills for people. I'm not trying to minimize nine to five work. My day job is is in that realm in, in terms of financial stuff, but uh, that creative energy it's just it's so important to have creators it's so important to have musicians and artists and and filmmakers um it's important to have sports it's important to have movies it's important to have television it's important to have physical art you know what i mean i'm a, I'm a sneakerhead man it's uh, the, the artwork that goes into shoes and now we've got over the last several years we, we've got a lot of really cool sneaker um artists out there so i digress but my point is man just um whatever it is that, that makes you feel alive um, don't quit on that, you know, don't quit on baking, don't quit on cooking, don't quit on artistic pursuits. If you're somebody that has creative inclinations, you know, don't quit on music. Don't let the world try to shove you into something more practical because at the end of the day, what's really going to make you happy and what's really going to make you fulfilled is number one, being good to yourself, being good to other people. Um, and then lastly, and, and definitely not, not least, um, pursuing the things that make you happy, man. Um, so find whatever that is and go for it. And, and I'm, I'm somebody that's, that's trying to do it with this show. There's still more I feel like I need to do with this show. And I'm, and I'm slowly but surely facing my fears. The people who know me are probably laughing right now because I don't do anything quickly. <laughs> I'm somebody that definitely, definitely needs a little push and a shove to, uh, to go after things, man, and just get out of my own way, kind of the story of my life. But um, it's been really cool to see the show grow, and it's been really cool to connect with some really awesome people. And speaking of connecting with awesome people, this week's guest is a fellow Ohio native, and he actually reached out to me and he found me, which is cool um, to know that the show is resonating enough with people and out there enough, I guess. I'm making enough noise over here yapping behind the mic that other people find me and uh want to come on the show. His name is none other than Anthony Church. He is a music producer and host of the Proven Knowledge podcast. And Proven Knowledge, the name behind that imprint, the meaning behind that imprint rather, is a collective brand and podcast created to inspire and spark people's dreams. So kind of similarly to March 4th, it's it's a show where Anthony connects with musicians and really drives home a positive message in, in, in terms of just creativity and uh, putting positive vibes into the universe, man. Uh, his his music genres are mainly in hip-hop, pop, and R&B, and uh, I'm just really excited to get him on the podcast. You can check out his music and beats online. I really enjoyed Life Test Volume 1, which came out back in March of 2020, so right Right before the apocalypse happened with the pandemic, um, it was really cool, man. Um, had some motivational quotes and stuff on there from Will Smith, like worked into the beats. I really dug it. Uh, I also really enjoyed Solo, which he did with Grizz. Sound Origin Volume 1 EP came out back in uh, 2022, just uh, back in November, so not too long ago. So this is a dude, like I said, he's he's in the hip-hop, R&B, and pop realms, He's helping to craft the sounds of the likes of J-Trey, the aforementioned Grizz, Cherry Luna, 
another guy he works with is Isaac. So, I mean, the list goes on and on. As you guys will hear on this show, he also has had guys on his show and worked with guys that, that I've had on March 4th. King Shamps and Black, who are who are two awesome rappers uh, and just good dudes in general, uh, both of which have been on this show. And so, yeah, uh, Anthony hit me up via email and wrote me a really kind email, found the show, and that was our link, was was King Shamps and Black, and uh, the fact that both of us are Ohio guys too, and it was just really cool, man. It was cool to get a positive email from somebody out of the blue and, uh, you know, have him express his desire to, like, come on the show and link up with me. And, and like I said, anytime somebody from Ohio is doing something really cool, um, it's, uh, it's, it's much appreciated, man. And, and I, I really have a lot of respect for what Anthony does with his podcast, his interview style, the people he puts on his show. And, uh, and again, just, just to have that same desire to put out positive content into the world with our podcasts. And in his case, as, as a producer and a fellow lover of music to, to work with people, to, to create dope music, um, and share their stories on a show. It's just, there's a, there's a lot of common ground here and it was just really cool to connect with him and, uh, get him on the show, man. His, uh, single looking for, or I should say proven knowledge is single looking for featuring J Trey and black just came out on March 31st. That was mixed by Isaac. So right around the time we recorded this, I think it dry. I think we recorded in late March and now you guys are hearing the show as of, of like mid April, but, uh, we recorded late March, and that single came out right at the uh, the end of March. So that was under the Proven Knowledge imprint. Really dug, looking for. Uh, it was cool to hear J. Trey. Obviously, I know Black's work, and um, again, mixed by the aforementioned Isaac. So, yeah, dude, there's just a lot of common threads here with Anthony. Really appreciated the time we got. He He spent, I think, almost an hour and a half with me, so I should probably stop ranting here in the intro. Um, because we just had a really dope conversation and, and relate on a lot of levels. And it's it's cool to be in touch with other cool people, man. So without further ado, I'm going to shut my big yapper and give you guys my conversation with music producer and podcast host, Anthony Church. Here it is. Thanks again, dude, for taking the time to to come on the podcast. I'm I'm really grateful that you reached out. It's always nice uh, to know that I'm, I'm making a, a little bit of a ripple effect and that people <laughs> enjoying what I'm doing and um, want to come on the show and just checking out your work, man. I'm I'm just really excited to uh, to get to talking to you like we were talking before the jump. I think we got a lot of common ground. So thanks for coming on the show, man. Absolutely, man. I appreciate the opportunity. It's good to it's good to kind of have be on the other side a little bit because i i do a lot of interviews too and it's good to kind of just sit back and tell a little bit of my story and learn more about someone else as well so yeah man um obviously for people who don't know you're the host of the proven knowledge podcast which is a a collective and brand and 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 pod really created to inspire and spark people's dreams which is kind of similar to to the theme of this show where you know the the theme behind march 4th is perseverance and moving forward um you know, and, and hoping that these conversations inspire people to to kind of keep pushing through whatever it is they're going through in their lives and hopefully chase their dreams the way that guys like you and me are doing. So mm-hmm. it was cool to uh to check out the show. Um, you're a music producer as well. And it was really cool to to go back and 
listen to your beats. I was listening to a lot of them while I was while I was working today. And um, there's there's stuff even in there, motivational motivational snippets and stuff that you put in there. I think there was some stuff I think from Will Smith. If I if I heard his voice correctly, yeah, um, I forget which one it was, but I know I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I think it was on Life Test Volume One. Yeah. Um, think it was life test volume one because you did three of those but Mm -hmm. um right life test volume one two and three but um but yeah man just just as a place to start um i i saw that you were you were 19 when you started making music when when did music really grab you like even before you made music is it something you've loved your whole life did you come from a musical household or was it just something that you gravitated to yeah, so I mean, my earliest memories are, you know, being a young kid, hearing music from my parents, from my brother. Uh, my, me and my brother, we actually shared an iPod for a long time, like 2008, 2009. We actually had, like, on our computer, we shared the same playlist. So we didn't have, like, separate accounts. So I would listen to a lot of the stuff he was listening to in, like, middle school. I was a little younger. I'm, like, three years younger. So I was picking up influences from him. And then I met a kid when I was in, like, second grade. And that was around the time I got into hip hop because he would show me stuff on his MP3 player and be like, check this out. I would show him some stuff too. Um, So like music, music was always around. And I also took guitar lessons when I was younger. Um, I was probably 10 or 11 at the time. Um, So I like had a guitar and everything, bought one. I only took lessons for a little bit and then I gave it up just because it just wasn't for me. Like I, I must've been too young and not really had the patience for it at the time. Um, so I kind of just gave it up and that was really it for a, a while. So for around like 10 years or so, but really around freshman year of high school. So 2012 is when I started to really develop my own like taste for music and discover a lot of, a lot of the artists that I still listen to today. Uh, and I also discovered what music production was. So figuring out that, you know, you could make an entire song on a computer without having anyone else in the room, you know, just some software. Like when I, when I figured that out, that was like a crazy moment because I had no idea. I used to think that every song, even on like the radio and in different genres, there was all just a band, like with a bunch of people, like traditional, like, you know, music, um, so I don't know. I just couldn't grasp that for a while growing up. And then I, I figured out like what production was. So my high school years were spent studying music production and studying like what it was, how it was done, different producers, who was making certain songs. And this was still when the blog era was a big thing and the mixtape era and hip hop was a big thing. Uh, you didn't have streaming. There was like rappers would drop a mixtape on like a Tuesday afternoon. I remember like I would wait all day at school and be like, watch the little countdown clock and just see it and be like, oh, at 3 p.m. today. So when I get home from school, this mixtape's coming out. And then I would look at like, this was produced by this person. And they would always have on like, uh, there's a website called Datpiff. And it's like one of the biggest things for that, for the, all the mixtapes. Um, they would always have like the production credits on there, which streaming still doesn't really do. I mean, you could get on, uh, the song credits, click that, and you might see the producer, but they didn't have it attached to the song name like Daft Piff did. So it would always say, like, produced by, like, you know, Young Chop, Hit Boy, Key Wayne, all these people that I knew they were music producers. Uh, and those were, like, the first names I would see, even if I didn't know who these people were. 
or like what they look like or anything. Um, and that's really like when I started getting familiar. And then again, all of high school, just studying that, studying what it took, what you needed. Um, and then after graduation, uh, I took a trip with my buddies. It was our senior trip. We went to California. Um, and we stayed with our friends, aunt and uncle. And this was the same buddy that I told you about that I met him in second grade and we would always show each other music. So I had known him for a long time at this point, since like 2004. Um, and that trip really was just inspirational from the standpoint of, you know, I'm from the Midwest where a lot of it is blue collar, traditional job, like just go to school have a factory job or just do something very normal. There's not a lot of art going on. And if there is, it's either frowned upon or it's just not very like in the spotlight or like talked about much. So to go from that to a place like California where it's just so, it's like a melting pot of all types of creatives, you know, not just musicians, you got painters, you got different directors, Hollywood's there, like, so I just remember we just got a spark of inspiration from that. And um, just already talking about doing music before, that was kind of the fuel that we needed. So when we got back to Ohio, uh, I just started producing and he started rapping. So we kind of just agreed we would help each other out um, and learn the ropes. And then, yeah, we've just been doing it ever since. And I've, I, I literally remember getting back from that trip and we went to Guitar Center I had got my laptop, we bought like a MIDI keyboard and everything. And I just started learning how to do it, watching YouTube tutorials, um, just getting in the DAW called FL Studio. I, I bought that. I just went in and just started messing around and seeing what I could do and made a lot of terrible songs, uh, made a lot of terrible beats and stuff. But, you know, you, you, it was just like getting in there and like getting my hands dirty and just figuring things out. Um, so that's kind of like, how that whole thing got going and obviously music has been more and more every year just a bigger part of my life and what I do and what I love to do um and again it's it's evolved now into the podcast into all the stuff for social media and all this other stuff that I never imagined would be a part of it uh and it's just going to keep going so that's kind of like a rough recap right there I think no, that's cool to hear, man. Like, because there's always those people in our lives that influence us, or, or like you said, even even a trip like that, going to California, and and I'm from Ohio too. I'm from Toledo. Like I told you when we yeah, emailed, yeah. my mom's family um, is all from the Cleveland area. So, and obviously Cleveland has a has a pretty rich music history, and even in the stuff that you mm -hmm. do, you know, for people aren't aware, like your music production is in the hip hop and R and B space for sure. Um, you know, obviously Bone Thugs, uh, MGK, Kid Cudi, like, yeah. you know, like there, there are people who have come out of Cleveland and put Cleveland on the map over the years, especially in, in rap and hip hop. But, um, but yeah, I think, I think there's always those moments in life where you can, you, you look back after you've been doing something for a little bit and you go, oh yeah, like that, you know, that was something that was really kind of a life-changing thing. Um, and, and, and like you, for me, um, just to relate to your story, as far as getting behind the mic and even doing podcasting, like I've been listening to podcasts probably since like 2008 or nine. And um, Bill Simmons, I still listen to to this day. Back then it was the BS report on uh, when he was still with ESPN. And then I listened to Adam Carolla's show and I love comedy. So Carolla got me into like 
uh, Jay Moore had more stories at the time, Girl on Guy with Aisha Tyler, The Crab Feast, and and now Ryan Sickler has The Honeydew. And like, so I've listened to all these shows over the years. I got into Rogan a few years in, and uh, I my, my brother told me about his show too. And then he became like the biggest podcaster on the planet. So so for me, it was it was one of those things where I was writing and, um, you know, you, you have conversations with people like this and maybe we talk for like 35, 40 minutes and I'd squeeze the good stuff into the, the 600 word article. But I was always like, man, it'd be cool to give people the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I never wanted to be behind a microphone and I never wanted to be in front of a camera. I always just thought that, uh, you know, I graduate college, I'd get a job at a, at a newspaper and just kind of toil in obscurity and you know, be, be maybe like a member of a local community that was somewhat recognizable, but, but, you know, just wanted to be known for my work. And, and, and that, and a lot of that comes from my anxiety and just like the struggle I have of, I love connecting with people and doing stuff like this, but uh, I definitely go into my cave and go into my hermit mode a lot. Mm-hmm. And so um, the idea of, uh, as somebody who struggled with panic attacks and stuff, since I was a kid, like the idea of being in front of a camera and like, you know, messing up or like having a panic attack like i i always went to like the nth degree i'm like oh shoot i'm gonna vomit and then it'll be like a deal <laughs> on like youtube it'll be this clip and i won't you're have thinking the worst you're just thinking the worst every time basically yeah, yeah catastrophize for sure mm-hmm. it's something that i still work on um uh, delusional thoughts all that stuff you know um things things that are self-sabotaging that aren't true that you tell yourself and self-doubt mm-hmm. all those but anyway like my moment for for this stuff was um uh, a guy by the name of Mick Gonzalez, shout out Mick, if you're listening, uh, when this, when this drops, but, um, he's somebody that, uh, worked at, uh, the same hospital that I worked at the part-time job that I had in college. And, um, long story short, he was, he was with a, a company called Toledo sports network and they were looking to expand their broadcast team. And another guy that worked there, um, cause my dad worked at the hospital too. So that dude knew my dad and he did radio work. And Mick reached out to him and he said, oh, no, check out this Mike kid because he does journalism and stuff because he didn't want to do, uh, uh, I think, like the TV stuff, Tom Bedell. And so I met with Mick at lunch one day uh, at the hospital. And at first I balked and I was like, oh, dude, I appreciate it because it was going to be doing high school football and stuff. But I was like, I don't know if I'm really cut out for the camera stuff and I'm working here and I'm doing my newspaper job on, you know, outside of that. So I might be too busy. And then I, I did a couple of high school games and um, I was spoiled from doing college games, you know, people giving you the stats and everything. Like when you do a mm. high school, a local high school paper, you're it's you're it, man. Like you're doing the stat book, you're doing the gamer, you're running on the field at the end to try to get quotes from people. Then you got to submit everything by like 10 o'clock. And uh, it was for a paper called the Fremont News Messenger. And I don't even think they would after a certain point, I don't even think they would read it, you know, because they had to get it to the press. And uh, I did a couple of those stories and, um, and as fun as it was to do games, I I was just like, man, I don't, I don't know if this is it for me, you know? So let me, let me check on that broadcasting thing and um, did my first game kind of had a cool moment where, where I, um, and I'm not saying this to toot my own horn, but I called a play before it happened and it kind of lifted the nerves a little bit. And then that parlayed into a radio show that those guys did. And Mike Jamison, who still runs the sports network, he helped me start doing my podcast. So that's a, uh, a short story, long way of saying like, if it weren't for that conversation with Mick, mm-hmm. 
I don't know that I ever would have been behind a microphone. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and initially I did hesitate, but, but I got there. And it's, it's, it's so crazy that, you know, it seems like even at different stages of like our lives, especially as like creatives and stuff, the right people seem to be like there at the right time. You know what I mean? It's like, even if we don't understand it in the moment, it leads us to where we want to go even if we don't understand it. So it's like, I look back at stuff like that too in my own journey and just like, you would never know that in the moment. And then when you look back, you're like, wow, that's crazy. Because if I never met this person or they never had this impact on me, then maybe things wouldn't have turned out this way. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, the universe has a way of bringing you uh, people and situations in your life when you need them, good and bad, mm -hmm. you know, like when I look yeah. back on even mistakes that I've made and stuff like that, like it's all part of the journey and learning, you know, and, and the lessons that you learn along the way through, through the, through the victories and the defeats, you know, through the mm -hmm. positive and negative ones. Um, but to bring it back to you, man, being, being Northeast Ohio, I just, this might be a little inside baseball for people listening to this, but where did you grow up in, in the Cleveland area? So I'm in a town called Alliance, which it used to be, I don't know if you've ever heard of it, it used to be a big um, railway town, like railroad town back in the 1800s. Um, it used to be like a, like a hot spot for traveling. So if people were going from like Illinois to New York, the stopping point would usually be like Alliance. So it used to be like a big city. Um, then it kind of just like the economy fell and jobs were lost and just kind of fell into the wasteland basically um so it's like not much going on not a ton of stuff it's it's about an hour and a half south of cleveland so it's still in northeast ohio it's in like that 330 area code canton Massillon's right there akron's right there um but yeah i've been i've been here my, i was born technically in canton but lived in alliance for uh, my whole life so yeah, I got a brother in uh, in North Canton, and and I'm familiar. Yeah. I'm familiar with Alliance because I I think I used to see their name in the paper growing up. You know, when it would come to like the state playoffs and stuff for football and basketball and whatnot. I was so, gonna say Mount Mount Union's also here, the college, which they're pretty big for football, like D three. They're always in the championship, or they're always like involved in like the biggest games. So, but aren't they the Purple Raiders? Yeah, Purple Raiders. And the basketball team actually just lost the D3 championship, I believe I saw. They were in the D3 championship, and they lost at the last second. They gave up a layup to lose. Oh, I'm man. like, of course. <laughs> yeah, Matt, I saw the Matt, play. It was like the worst uh, full-court press of all time. Like, no defense. They let the guy go right down the court for a layup to win. Like, how, how are you going to go out that bad? But <laughs> Sometimes I think it's – I think it's adrenaline sometimes in those moments, man, you know, things happen so quick, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, it's over, you know, but uh, Matt Campbell, who coaches at Iowa state, he coached at Toledo, my alma mater and um, was there for a couple of years when I was still writing and super cool down to earth guy. Ironically, I think his, his father-in-law is uh, works, works in the same healthcare organization that I work in. So it's just kind of a small world, but I'm, I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure he played at Mount union. Uh, and like you said, for people listening, you can Google it, man. Like they're, they're a power um, in, in football and have been for like decades. It's crazy. But, um, yeah. but yeah, so you mentioned like growing up, like 
And I, and like you said, I think people go very where we're from because Toledo's same thing. Like it's a very blue collar area. Um, I don't know if it got hit as hard as some of the cities in Northeast Ohio, like you mentioned, like Alliance, um, uh, Youngstown, you know, um, the the whole mm-hmm. Rust Belt, you know, all of that. Like it, it, it used to be a lot more booming back in the day. And then uh, in the 70s, I think there was a lot going on in the automotive industry that hurt a lot of people. Um, and and this, the fabric of those cities really changed a lot, you know, from mm-hmm. Toledo to uh, Alliance, Youngstown, um, Pittsburgh, you know, all the way up into like, you know, Detroit and Flint, you know, and, and mm-hmm. obviously the automotive industry is really still um, Jeep is in Toledo. So that, you know, and GM powertrain and you have ProMedica um, and First Solar is there and and they're doing they're doing good things. And, and I, you know, I think especially where we are now in the United States, there's there seems to be more of a focus on energy. So Toledo, I feel like, has been able to survive. Um, the population has continued to dwindle there. But I think it's similar probably to like, like you said, just being, it's, it's a little bit bigger than some of those, some of those other cities, like, like an Alliance, mm-hmm. like a Defiance, Ohio, Tiffin, stuff like that. But, um, but yeah, it's, I, I feel like people kind of go one or two ways where people, like you said, they kind of just fall in line with how they grew up. Cause it's all they know, you know, like mm-hmm. you said, going to school, maybe they play sports graduate from high school and either get a, get a factory job, you know, like I said, in Toledo, you've got Jeep, you've got GM powertrain. Um, there's other, there's other companies there as well in the manufacturing industry, or, you know, you go into healthcare, um, or there are people I feel like that are like, man, I really got to get out, you know, or I really, I don't feel like there's that, uh, you know, like, like you said, that creative artistic energy, it's more just about survival, you know, work mm. is a means survival there it's not i used to work with a guy who said if it ain't if it's fun it ain't work you know um so for you man you mentioned you know growing up music with your parents your older brother uh your really good buddy that you've known since second grade it sounds like it was a thing and 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 correct me if i'm wrong where it's like man i really got to get out of alliance but maybe more of hey i just need to connect with other people out there who who might have a little bit more connective tissue to the kind of stuff that I want to do. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, for sure. And, and really just, I think I got into music at a good time because it was the beginning of streaming taking off and social media really taking off to where you can connect with anyone. Like look at us, you know what I mean? We, we've never met in person. We connected on Instagram, you know what I mean? And now we're having this conversation. So it's like, that was something that I knew it had to happen because I'm in a town of 20,000, you know what I mean? So regardless, even if there's a couple people, I can't reach the amount of people that I could through the internet, no matter what remotely. So that was always like my first approach um, was to just reach new people and just build my social media and build through there. As far as like moving out of here, eventually I could see it happening. Um, I've never just been like, you know, hate on a small town just because I'm from a small town, just like whatever. It's just where I'm from. Uh, I've never really thought about it that much, but as far as like just building what I have built, I knew that I had to go that route of, I got to build it up, you know, online, build a presence, do interviews, do content. Um, 
and like I said, it's just evolved over the last several years. I think around like 2018 is when I really started understanding that, that I needed to focus on that as well. Um, I took a couple online marketing schools for music specifically that were catered toward, you know, brand creating a brand, um, you know, streaming services, things like that, and just really just studying and continuing to study every day and just see where things are going and um, the platforms that people are using, where you can connect with people the most. Um, and I think that's really what a lot of independent artists are doing, especially now where, you know, you have so much power just by having a cell phone. You know, you can even make music on your phone now. You don't even need a laptop. Um, so I think that's always going to be a thing. And, and it's just going to continue to evolve as technology evolves. And we've gone so far from even where it was like 10, 15 years ago to where we are now. So I can only imagine what another 10 years is going to be. You know what I mean? We don't know. We just got to kind of continue to keep up to date and um, continue to see where the trends are moving and how we can find an audience in that whole you know, realm of information, I guess. So... Yeah, yeah, and and for clarity for everybody listening too, like um, I'm definitely not hating on Toledo or or Alliance or like um, any 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 of the the small blue collar towns out there. Um, I'm I'm very proud to to have grown up the way that I grew up, coming from a middle class family and in, in in a blue collar work ethic in a blue collar city. It really taught me a lot about earning everything. Um, in, in my life that I have, you know, um, I was never somebody that had a family name in any of the schools that I went to. Um, nothing was ever handed to me. Um, mm -hmm. And and my parents both worked really hard. They both worked in healthcare. And um, for me, it was just one of those things where I got to my mid twenties, you know, kind of approaching my late twenties. And I kind of just realized, you know, if I'm really going to I guess reach my full potential. I I had I had to I had to leave the nest, it, you know, and, and get out of my comfort zone in Toledo. It was really hard for me because I keep my circle small, and my family and my close friends are really important to me. And uh, you know, um, a, a lot of them are still back. If not in Toledo, they're in Northwest Ohio or Southeast Michigan, or like I said, I got a brother in, in uh, Northeast Ohio. Um, and and Toledo does have a very vibrant local arts community and 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 a local music scene that that is mm -hmm. really awesome. You know, it was it was a privilege to cover it um, at the time that I covered it, but that was also part of the reason I left was because Toledo Free Press closed in 2015, um, and that was the paper that really kind of helped me cut my teeth as as a feature writer doing music feature stories. So so yeah, I don't want to get it misconstrued. Um, for anybody listening, like, I feel like, oh, I'm the dude. Like I, I got out, like I, I, um, I, I love my hometown and, um, there's good things about it. There's bad things about it. It was just one of those things for me creatively. And just as a human being, I wouldn't be, I probably wouldn't be talking to you right now if mm -hmm. I hadn't, you know, there's just so much that I learned about myself. So many ups and downs that I've gone through as a, as a, as a man and not even to make it a sex thing as a human you know, moving, moving to a, a bigger city like Nashville, where I didn't really know anybody, um, you know, my, my mentor and my boss, uh, I'm forever grateful for him and helped me get set up down here. But, um, but yeah, you know, and I think there's nothing wrong with, 
a blue collar life. There's nothing wrong with, you know, going to a job, punching a clock and, you know, coming home and um, detaching from it. I think I just, I just knew like that kind of life wasn't for me, not because I thought I was better than any of the people who did it. I, I have friends that have lives like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I grew up with people who, who did that. Um, I just, I just knew creatively, like, you know, when I would listen to a podcast or anytime I listened to music, like those were escapes for me, they're therapy for me, they're catharsis for me in a lot of way, in a lot of ways. And when I would see people do it, you know, um, I was just like, man, like I, that's, that would be really cool if, if I could get to a place in my life, if I believed in myself enough where I could, where I could really do that, you know? So, so yeah, man, you know, whether it's Alliance or whether it's Toledo, I, I have a ton of respect for people who, you know, make cars, make the food, you know, make a lot of the the products that we use work, work on the railroads, um, you know, engineers, like all, all of that is, I have a ton of respect for it. Um, so I, I definitely don't want it to come off. Like, I feel like I'm above it. And, and I know you weren't coming from that place either. Um, but I think one of the cool things that you, I just, I just wanted to clarify that for people listening. Cause I, I I'm very proud to be from Ohio. I'm very proud mm-hmm. to be from the city. But, um, one of the things that you hit on Anthony that I think is cool too, is like you said, we, we live in this age and I think the pandemic really highlighted that. That was one of the good things that I think came out of the pandemic was like you said, there's so much you can do from your phone. There's so much you can do from your home and your own computer. And, you know, you don't have to leave where you're from to connect with people digitally and, and to make and build these relationships. And, you know, in comparison to going to a bigger city where, you know, you're, a smaller fish in a big pond and you you have to have a whole new social circle and everything. Um, it's, it's really, I think beneficial to be in places, you know, whether it's Alliance Toledo or, or another midsize or smaller city, that's one of the advantages I think of, of modern technology is you can live and work in a place that's, that's more affordable compared to like a New mm-hmm. York or, LA or Nashville. Exactly. And, and in music too, it's still kind of like a, like a thought that everyone wants to move to LA or they want to move to Atlanta or New York or wherever. It's like, yeah, you can, you can definitely do that and you should. And if, if you feel that that's the right move for you and you feel like that's the next step of where you're headed, you, you should definitely do it. And going back to what you were saying earlier, it's like, no, no matter what you do, I, I think you just got to be happy. You know what I mean? You got to pursue what gives you joy, no matter what that is. You can't let people tell you, like what's wrong and what's right you know what i mean so yeah any anybody that has any type of passion that's how i look at it just like go for it you know what i mean like what do you what do you really have to lose at the end of the day but yeah i i agree with that and it's it really is kind of a luxury too you know what i mean to to be able to connect with people from all over the world the the first artist that bought a beat for me was from london you know what i mean that was in 2017 um oh, wow connected with him on Instagram and we've, we're still connected today. Uh, we actually just did a song last February that we put out like a collab with each other. Um, and he's, he's still doing great things. He does a lot of cool visuals and, um, puts out a lot of great music. And I, I just was blown away with that happened because I had just started sending my music out to people like a few months before. And I think he, I forget how we connected initially. I probably just sent him some stuff, but he bought like one of the things I sent him. Uh, I don't think he ever used it, but 
just to get that like confidence and to know that, you know, I could reach out to people from all over the world and have that type of response back. And then someone's paying me. I'm like, this is insane. You know what I mean? So early on, like getting that confidence and then knowing that, okay, just cause I'm from, you know, a place with not a lot of people to connect with, I can go outside of here just from still being here. You know what I mean? I don't have to travel all over the world. Um, at least not immediately. And when you're getting started out, and I think for artists starting out, they should have that understanding that, you know, try and build some online presence. You know, you got a lot of, you got a lot more power than you think, you know what I mean? Um, Cause I still think everyone thinks about it in the traditional way of how things used to be, where you, you got to be in a big city or else you're never gonna get anywhere. It's like, at least to start, you should reach out to people use the resources that you have until you want to get to that next step. And if you, like we said, if you want to go elsewhere, by all means, you, you got to do it. You know what I mean? If you feel like it's the right move. So um, yeah. And, and that's just how I've always looked at it is continuing to grow that network. And even every day I'm, I'm still sending cold emails to artists every day. I try to do like 10 a day. I'll go through hashtags, find new people that I might want to work with and just introduce myself. I've done that for six years. You know what I mean? And sometimes you'll never hear back from them. Sometimes it might be someone that you work with for years. You just don't know, but you have to put yourself out there and just do it. You know what I mean? Go, go all in with it. So that's been a method that has helped me a ton. So. Yeah, I, I think that's important. And that's, that's something I need to do a better job of is putting myself out there, you know? Um, just that self-confidence and just, and just, and like you said, I mean, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. And and also not, like you said, not taking it personally when people say no, you know, I've, yeah. I've had, or, or when you don't hear back, you know, I've reached out to people to come on the show and I either got a no or didn't mm-hmm. hear back from them. And it's like, okay, it's cool. Like I, I get it. Like, you know, um, but I think, I think that's, that's important too. Like, you know, putting yourself out there and, and understanding, like you said, in your situation, just because you're, you're in Ohio doesn't mean you can't connect with people all over the world. You can, mm. I mean, it's, and that's one of the beauties of modern technology compared to maybe like 30 years ago where maybe a band feels like, Oh man, like we got to tour regionally. We got to try to get the attention of these labels. And then, then we got to go to a New York or we got to go to an LA or, you know, or even as a producer, you know, like what you're doing too, making beats and everything. Like that is one of the, the beautiful things about, about, about the internet i mean we we often hear the horror stories about social media but but i've said it numerous times on this show like like instagram has been super positive for me that's it's why mm-hmm. we're talking right now it's it's how i got in touch with king champs and black who, who um i know uh you, you've worked with black like mm-hmm. like it's uh and you've got a song that by the time this this comes out in april you'll have a new song with him coming out that we'll talk about but um but yeah it's i i think if you can do it where you're from, I think it's, I think that's, that's good, especially if it's a, if it's more affordable than a bigger city, because you can still make those connections. Um, and, and you can probably work through things. I think locally learning and making those mistakes when you're young is important. Like there's, there's mistakes that I made in broadcasting that I learned from um, and working, you know, just the immediacy of doing like a high school football game or a high school basketball game being a sideline reporter, you know, knowing the immediacy of like being behind a mic or having a camera on you, just kind of how that changes things. You know, most people, mm-hmm. when they go to work every day, 
they don't have a camera on them the whole time. They don't have a microphone on them the whole time. So, you know, watching what you say, how you present yourself, those are things, you know, um, I, I always have my notes and, you know, learning over time, like uh, shout out Steve Taylor, a guy who I did a lot of games with would say, Mike, you know, you got the whole game to say everything, man. You don't got to try to squeeze everything in right in the intro, you know? And mm-hmm. so I, I think there's something to be said too. If you can start where you're from and start locally, that helps you, that helps prepare you for those larger moments when they come, whether it is moving mm-hmm. to a bigger city. Um, again, in my situation, it was just, there were doors that were closing, you know, Toledo Free Press closed. So I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm not really going to be able to write for them anymore. Um, and, and an opportunity came for me to, 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 to work in healthcare in a new city. And I'm like, okay, well, I, I have an opportunity for better employment where I'll be making more money. Mm-hmm. And even though it's going to cost more to be in a bigger city, it's also Nashville's the music city. So I love music. So it was really one of those things where for me, kind of like what you're saying, it was the right path for me to, mm-hmm. to leave where I was from. But all the work that I did in Toledo really prepared me for all the stuff that I'm doing now and the relationships that I built. Uh, one of my good friends to this day is a dude by the name of Ryan Waiten, um, who is an excellent producer in his own right and has an awesome band called Tropic Bombs. Um, they're the bumper music for this show. I love those guys. And, you know, all those years I got to cover them in the music scene and the other bands in the music scene. It was a privilege so when the when Toledo Free Press closed out, it was a bummer because I thought we did a great job of covering the local art scene. Um, but yeah, those experiences that you get when you're young, that's when you learn to to work through mistakes. And initially I wasn't even recording this show um by myself. I didn't know how to do any of that. I, I would show up uh and and those guys would be setting everything up and I'd help tear down, but I didn't know how to set up all this stuff. And then eventually you're like, okay, I can get a little mixing board, plug it into my computer. It's it's not that hard. And like anything in life, man, like, and I'm sure like you learned that as you were making beats, like you said, maybe the stuff that you started making when you were younger, you probably wouldn't listen to it now. Or you'd be like, Oh man, I I don't like that. But it's just, it's just one of those things. It's like, if you, if you have it in you to do it, and I think that's how creativity is. It's like an itch you have to scratch. Mm -hmm. You eventually figure it out and you get better at it through experience, you know? Yeah. And, and, a big thing that, especially when you're first starting out, is that you have to let yourself be bad at it. And that's where I think a lot of people get discouraged is they don't want to be bad at anything. They instantly want to be good. But it's like you can't be good without putting in the groundwork. So you have to be bad to be good. You know what I mean? There's no there's no skipping to immediately being great at something. It's like you have to put in the years to get good at the thing. So and that for, for creatives, that's a big thing because it instantly is dis- discouraging right off the bat just by themselves even if no one else has heard it they get in their own head and they're like oh well this sounds bad or this isn't good so i'm just not going to pursue it you know what i mean but it's it's like not having that understanding that it takes time and it takes the repetition and getting in the habit of things to make it be what it becomes you know what i mean so for me i i think i always had that understanding i guess of just, it was going to take a, a many years and I'm still not that good. Like I look at, you know, where I'm at now, I'm like, I'm, I'm definitely can see the progress, but I got so far to go, but that also drives me to be like, okay, what are we going to do today? Like, what can I learn? What can I get better at? Um, and just continue, continue the journey and just like see the progress along the way. 
Um, but just having that in mind of like, it's, it really is a life commitment, I guess, you know what I mean? To, to what we're doing creatively and, um, just even when, cause I, I still get discouraged. You know what I mean? That, that happens no matter what, no matter what level you're at, you're going to face that still. But I think I can get through it a lot better now as opposed to maybe, you know, six or seven years ago when I was just starting out. Cause now I'm like, I've already proven it to myself. I've already proven it to other people that I can do it. So now it's just like that little bump in the road. You can just keep moving. It just becomes easier. You know, at least for me, that's, that's kind of how it's been. So. Yeah. I think it's that old quote too, man. It's like experience is the best teacher, you know, and, and the more, the more you do anything, the better you'll get, you'll get at it, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and I, and I think with, with, with whether it's podcasting or or in your, your case as, as a creative, that's also producing beats and making beats and making music and collaborating with people, you know, um, yeah, I mean, there was a time where where Paul McCartney probably wrote a song that sucked, right? Um, when he was young. And, yeah, that's the you thing. Know, like every all the greatest musicians, they weren't they didn't just start out as being great. You know what I mean? You got to get to that point. So, yeah. yeah, or you look at a great producer like Timbaland, who's worked with with everybody. Like I'm, you know, there's probably stuff that he was messing around with when he was sixteen, seventeen that he wouldn't want to see the light of day now. But yeah. but that but. It, part of it i think it's you know um people look at greatness and and that's all they see you know they see lebron james as the all-time leading scorer you know or they see michael jordan win six championships they didn't see all those hours in the gym you know Mm -hmm. they didn't see them working on their their form getting their shots up working on their dribble all the bricks that they that they missed you know what i mean uh um you know all the all the all the struggles that went into it, you know, uh, the recovery, you know, watching film, studying your opponent. And it's the same thing with music. You know, I mean, I kind of like you, I mean, like I picked up guitar when I was 19. Um, and I almost took it back right away. Cause I was just, I was like, I was so bad. I was so bad. And, and my buddy, Andy Langston, who's a great musician, um, was the one that really encouraged me to keep going. Cause he's like, Oh dude, just have fun, play, you know, don't worry about being good. Like, you, you know, you know, some people, some people are more naturally apt for things than others, but mm-hmm. even people who are naturally gifted and obviously guys, like I mentioned, like Michael Jordan and LeBron James, some people might be going, well, come on, dude. Like, those are like the two best guys probably ever, to <laughs> basketball. but it's like, yeah, my point is, did they have a lot of natural ability and athleticism? Of course, but they all, there's a lot of people who have a lot of natural ability and athleticism or have natural gifts when it comes to music and they didn't reach the same heights as people in their field because they didn't have the same work ethic and dedication mm-hmm. to their craft, you know, the, um, the, one of the professors that taught one of the first music uh, programs that I took, one thing that he always would say was, I can teach you all this stuff, but it's worthless unless you actually do something with it. So he's like, you could know all this stuff and you could do all the assignments, all the courses, everything, and you could do it great. But then if you're not applying it, it's worthless. It means absolutely nothing. So it's I've always thought about that. It's like, yeah, because how many people know a lot of things, but they don't apply them? You know what I mean? Like you said about an athlete, he could be the greatest athlete, 
but he doesn't have the work ethic. Well, then you, we're never going to know that guy or he's never going to get to where he wants to go. So it's like combining the skill with the work ethic. That's really where you get that divine like meeting. You know what I mean? With anything. So. For sure. For sure. You know, what, what's that quote too? It's um, luck is where preparation meets opportunity. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like if and like you, you kind of make your own luck. So for you, Anthony, you mentioned, you know, again, like great buddy of yours, known him since second grade. You took that trip to to California, um, and and 2016, what you said was when you really started to get started with making music. So did you study it in college as well? So I actually went to uh, community college for four semesters total. And then I dropped out and that's when I started looking more in towards, I want to get, you know, specific with what I'm trying to do. Cause at that point I had started making beats. I was producing for my friend at that time. And then, like I said, I just started reaching out to other people as well. So the spring of 2018 was my last semester in community college. So I did take a couple different classes in college. My, my major was media and technology. So I was taking like film classes. I was taking some media classes and some music classes as well, a couple. Um, but I, I, I basically knew that just wasn't the fit for what I was going for. Um, so I, I decided to drop out. And then uh, the end of 2018 is when I began taking that online course. And that was really like a turning point because I knew I really had to kick it into gear and really start being consistent with everything I was doing. Um, so that was that was kind of like where the change happened, I think, and like continued to evolve into what it is today. Um, but I, I just knew that for what I had in mind, it wasn't going to be the traditional route. So, and even still today, like, when I'm looking for information, I want it to be niched down to exactly what I'm looking for, which, like we said about social media and the era we're in now, there's master classes. You can go learn production from Timbaland if you wanted to. He has a master class. You know what I mean? So would, well, I, the way I've always looked at it is, that would you rather learn from the guy that's doing what you want to do or someone that hasn't done what you want to do who's teaching at the local school? You know what I mean? That's how I've always viewed it my really my whole time it, through education. It's like education is vital, obviously. But if you're looking to do something that might, especially in the creative world where it's like it's not really what people look at as a normal job or some normal route, um, you really have to find what is going to be the best route for you to learn. And everyone learns differently. If people enjoy going to to traditional school and they want to have a good education and do those things, they should do that because it's what's for them. Um, For me, the traditional education route was not for me. So I had to find a different route to, you know, get the information I needed and still, like I said, actively doing that and and trying not to uh, feel like I've learned at all. I always want to learn something new, whether it's about marketing or um, making beats or this week, for example, like I told you before about setting up the new laptop, uh, I had to get the new version of FL this week. So now I'm in there. It's like the first time I did it all over again. Like I'm, I'm finding these new, like where they move different things and 
uh, messing around with presets again and stuff. I'm like, this is great because kind of kicks me out of a comfort zone a little bit. Like I feel like I need to look, keep learning and just growing and um, doing things. And, um, and even with traditional education, that's another thing that I never enjoyed was that people feel like when, you know, you get, you get your degree, they, you know, you're, you've completed your four years, your eight years, that's it. Like you're good to go. It's like, that's not how life works. Your life is a constant learning, picking up things, learning new skills. Um, so again, that was just, that was just for me. Like that's just how I've always viewed it. And it's always helped me kind of get through, um, those, those blocks as well. Um, and just finding the right people that I've learned so much from and that have helped me in my life um, through those mentorships, through those different courses and things like that. And um, it's definitely been, you know, the right journey for, for what I'm trying to do. So I don't know if I don't know if I completely answered your question, but went on a, went on a little tangent, but. No, dude, no, I, I like it. I like the stream of consciousness, man. And as you can tell, I, 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 you know, go on my own tangents and I try, I try not to talk too much during, during the actual conversation. Cause I want it to be about the guests. And I feel like I've already talked a ton about my own path here, but, but I do relate to you a lot just as like a fellow creative and especially as somebody who's doing podcasting. But, but on that point, you just made people, you know, in your life that have helped you learn creatively what you want to do with music producing. Um, who are some of the people, Anthony, that have really been a big inspiration or a big help for you? You know, like you said, being a guy who's from a, a smaller town who who has that creative itch, like who who are the people along the way that have that have helped you, inspired you, encouraged you to get to where you are now? Yeah, so so I definitely never had like a direct mentor or anyone that I do in person um, that was doing music or anything like that. So it was really going back to you know who I was listening to uh late middle school throughout high school um the producer that really like made me study it more and understand what it was was hit boy so i don't know if you've heard of him before he do you listen to like how much hip-hop do you listen to i guess is my first question metal is definitely my wheelhouse but i also enjoy hip-hop so i'm i'm not like yeah. a hip-hop encyclopedia but um, you know, the last several years I've gotten I've gotten into it more than when I was younger growing up. So I have a, I have a huge appreciation for like early '90s, mid '90s stuff. Um, and then like Juice World is my my favorite rapper. Got me through okay. a lot of anxiety and yeah. whatnot. Years, so but he, I probably I definitely can't recite producers though. Okay, so he actually he did produce for Juice World. Ironically enough, he did uh, some songs on the Death Race for Love album. If you're for okay. you know that album, so he did some songs on there. Nas, who's a big rapper that a lot of people know, he's he's done the last four albums for Nas. So he's produced like all of those albums, and they've been some of the most talked about albums. I'm actually friends with his engineer, David Kim. Uh, I interviewed him on the podcast a couple of years ago, and we're actually going to do our second interview next week. So I'm going to get to catch up with him and just see like you know, how it's been, but Hip Boy, like he, back when I was in high school, he had a group called uh, HS87 and it was like all of his 
friends. A lot of them weren't big name rappers or singers or anything, but he kind of made a label out of, you know, a lot of new artists and things like that. I remember seeing that and I was like, wow, he took a lot of artists that weren't very well known and kind of like put them in a good position to succeed and like gain attention. And he's not also not from like a big town. Um, He's from California. He's from like the Pasadena area, but he's not from LA. Um, And just the amount of ground he's covered, the different genres he's worked in, uh, and all the artists. He's always been like one of my biggest inspirations. Um, and and I know, I also know his cousin, uh, JB as well, had him on the podcast. So I have like connections to uh, some people in his, in his camp now as well. So it's kind of cool. But even my friend, like we used to listen to uh, him and his artists back in the day. And we still listen to what they're doing now. Um, and he is kind of like to me like the model of what being a producer is about and he's continued to evolve as well as far as putting out music under his own name as an artist um doing collaborations producing full projects doing a lot of interviews putting himself out there really just being around things being in the mix um and that's kind of where you know being a producer has evolved from back in the day where you know, you might just see their name. You might not know what this person looks like or anything about them. Uh, and you'd be lucky to know who produced your favorite song back then. Sometimes, you know, if they weren't on the credits or anything. So nowadays, like the producer um, in a lot of ways is just like the artist or at least equal to the artist where you have to put yourself out there more. You have to be doing different things if if you want to, you know, continue to grow your network and work with new people and get your sound out there so he's always someone I've looked at as like he he's been in different eras of where being a producer has been like he's seen um, really the last 20 years of you know music where it's at and just continued to evolve and so I look at that for my own journey and I'm like I can do that in my own way a little bit and just hopefully get that sustainability and um, be doing it for as long as that too, you know, cause that's always the goal is to just continue to figure out ways to connect with new people and keep, continue to grow into a career, just have it flourish. So he's probably the person I would cite as my main, uh, influence that always comes to mind. So. Yeah, not, that's awesome to hear, man. Nas is definitely one of the greatest to ever do it. I'm sure he's mm-hmm. in a lot of people's top fives, uh, one of the, one of the best ever on the mic. Um, have you been able to, to pick his brain a little bit or, or, or learn about even how th- you, like you said, through connections of his, like how he even got to that point of, of, of getting in front of somebody like Nas, like how, like how long it took, like how many years in the game, like how, how did that, do you, do you know any, any about like his story and how it actually that came to fruition that he's yeah. worked with them so much? So I, so I know like his, he started producing in 2003. So about 20 years ago now. Um, And then 2007, I believe he got signed 2006 or 2007. He got signed to a producer named Polo Gadon, who was like a big, he had produced for like Fergie and Jennifer Lopez and all kinds of people on the radio in like the early 2000s. So he got signed to him. Um, his first production credit was with Jennifer Lopez. And then it just 
went into all this different stuff, working with Kanye, Jay-Z, um, too, too many artists to name. Uh, the credits are uh, insane. So uh, I didn't know who he was until around 2012, I believe. He dropped like a mixtape on, I was telling you about like Dap Hiff mixtapes. I remember like Hip Boy dropped a mixtape and it was him rapping. So he raps as well. Um, he actually just put out an album today, crazy enough. He, he dropped like eight, eight instrumentals and then eight uh, songs. So kind of like a double double album today. But that's how I discovered him. And then I found out he had his own group, like I said, his own label. And they did some albums. They did a couple albums that I really enjoyed. Um, but yeah, I mean, his, his journey is like over 20 years of just you know, continuing to have different moments. And recently in, in his interviews as well, he's talked about the struggles that he's had dealing with um, being in a bad publishing deal, losing a lot of money and having to kind of start from square one again. Um, like he's opened up a lot more in recent years, which is inspiring because, you know, it shows you that even when you hit those roadblocks, it's about being able to persevere and move through it and find a new lane. Maybe you got to shift and do something else and uh, you don't know where that could lead you to. And it might be a better place than where you left originally or where you were originally. Um, but his, his journey, I've, I've, you know, paid attention pretty closely to it as much as I can. And I always try to watch like his interviews just to pick up like, information and knowledge and just figure out what different things um so yeah and in kind of a nutshell like with his engineer and with his cousin i don't really go too deep into like he's talking about him the whole time which yeah. i i guess you know even i i've asked definitely questions about him in the uh, interviews and stuff it would be it would be great to eventually get to meet him or you know get in contact with him directly it would be uh definitely like a full circle moment for sure but we'll just we'll just have to see you know if that opportunity ever ever arises but it's definitely definitely someone that i have you know been inspired by and continue to um draw from so well we're talking about it now so we're putting it out in the universe officially anthony so it'll, it'll happen man um i hope well, so, this man. Is, before uh, before we wrap it up man um it is it cool if we go if we keep going a little bit more? I know I told you I'd only keep you till like eight thirty, but there's more stuff. Oh man, I, want to I, ask. I said I got all night, man. I'm here. I'm here for it. <laughs> well, I, do it. I definitely won't keep you all night, man. We <laughs> we won't do we won't do like a a, a three hour Rogan uh, podcast. Um, <laughs> even though I love the show too, man. Like I three hours, I'm I'm like I don't. That's what's so interesting about him. Quick aside though, is like like those conversations, like as somebody who's listened to his show over the years, like he really is like an amazing conversationalist because I never get bored listening to his shows. Cause sometimes I hear people say, Oh man, three hours, but it's like, yeah, but if you just listen to it and, you know, pick it up and put it down, like, and he's not the only guy who has a show like that. Like there's other people who go for a few hours and it's like, if you're, if you're a good conversationalist and you're talking with somebody who's a good conversationalist, like you mm -hmm. could five hours and you, and you, you never lose interest. But, um, but yeah, I, I wanted to talk about your beats too, man. Like I said, listening to them to get ready for this. Because um, I'm a fan of also like trip hop and stuff too. Like I enjoy I enjoy listening to instrumental music. I love post rock. 
Um, I, I've gotten into a lot of synth wave over the last few years. I, I don't know whether or not that was a direct influence of Stranger Things and my love for that show. Um, I never skipped the intro on it because I just I think it's got one of the dopest like intros to any show. I digress, but um, <laughs> but what I really enjoy about you about your beats is um, just just the vibe and, and in particular like um, we were talking a little bit before the jump. But uh, on the Life Test volumes that you've done, so Life Test Volume 1 came out on March 6, 2020, and I think that was the first thing I listened to. I wanted to go back and listen to the earliest stuff, and the earliest stuff that I found on Spotify was 2020. Um, but what I liked and just kind of listened to it throughout the throughout the day, like I, I like how you, you interjected um, like positive – kind of almost like positive affirmational type material in it. Like there were some, some snippets from, from Will Smith, I believe um, just talking about, just talking about life and fear um, talking about pushing through like, and, and, and there were other people in there as well, but I thought it was kind of cool how you, how you mix that in with, with your beats. Um, and I feel like that ties into your podcast, proven knowledge as well in terms of the message of, of your show. Um, so so yeah, there's a lot in there, but I guess just a direct question, like, is that, is that part of how you operate too, man, with your beats and stuff is like, not only stuff that's, that's cool to your ear as far as the actual music, but, but kind of putting in sort of those, those, those snippets of, of different positive quotes and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So, so I'm trying to figure out where to begin. So around 2020 is when I decided I was going to put out music under my own name for the first time. Um, and I knew that uh, beat tapes were always a big thing for producers. And I knew like some of my favorite producers did them and stuff. So I was like, I should definitely start doing those. Um, so I know the life test thing was I was getting it ready during the pandemic. So I was like, um, I came up with that whole concept of just like, let's give people some like motivation, I guess, through these beats. So I was like, how else can I do that other than just the music? So I, I would just go to YouTube and just look for like TED Talks and stuff and like inspirational, like what I would do is I would hear one of the beats and just think like, what does this trigger? Like what type of emotion am I getting from this? And then I would just relate it back to something and then be like, oh, let me look up a quote about that. Or let me look up like if there's any type of phrase or from a movie or something about that. And so I just like piece things together and put them in there. And it kind of was just to give people um, something to hear outside of just the instrumental too, and just make it like unique, I guess. Uh, and I was going to put it all out as one thing, but I decided to break it up into three different volumes and like put them out. Cause I think I put the March one and then July and then October. So I kind of spaced it out uh, for like a few months, just kind of like have more to give people and just break it up. And um, they were all kind of the same though. I was eventually going to put them all out as one, uh, but I never got around to that. And the one I'm doing now is kind of similar to Life Test. It's uh, Sound Origin. So I'm putting out, um, well, I already put out the first one in November. And it was kind of the same thing where I took different bits from uh, different topics that related to the theme and put them in there. So for Sound Origin, it's more from a creator's perspective, like giving a musician motivation and finding different ones uh and i'm dropping volume two in july uh, and then probably volume three will be next year so i'm just spacing them out a bit more uh like volume two has like rick rubin on and stuff like different people that 
uh, kind of fit what I was going for as far as the theme goes. I, I definitely don't, because I did have a, a few other um, EPs I've done, instrumentals, where they don't really have a lot of uh, vocals on them or anything. Um, yeah. And I think after, once the sound origin thing's done, so after volume three, I think I'm going to peel it back from that a bit and just focus solely on the music and still come up with different themes for the projects. I'm already, ma- I already have like a few ideas in my head, like mapped out of the next like steps of what I want to do. Um, so I might not do that for a while, but it's definitely something that I found that was kind of cool to just throw in there and just like, you know, hopefully this motivates someone. Like if someone comes across this, maybe they'll hear it and, you know, it might make them think something different today or maybe it'll lift their spirits or something. That was kind of like where it all came from, I guess, especially during the pandemic when, you know, it was a dark time for a lot of people. So it was kind of just um, an idea that came to me and I just ran with it. So. Yeah, I enjoyed those. And, and like, like you said, I also enjoyed the other stuff that was the instrumental stuff. I just, I, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I just think it's cool listening to the different sounds uh, that people use and, you know, um, and I, and I, and I really enjoyed the vibes of your beats. The, the song that I really enjoyed that you did, was with uh was with Grizz was a solo I, I yeah, think was, was yeah that one I I really love man and I know you you work with him right um Cherry Luna and is it J Trey those are those are mm-hmm. like artists that you're working with like what's it what's it like as somebody who's you know an up-and-coming producer working with these artists man because I I really enjoyed solo that was a really cool really cool song I thought I thought the the music and the the lyrics really turned out great I was going to say, I, I appreciate that. And you'll, you'll enjoy this because uh, me and Grizz, we're actually working on an album right now. We're working on a full project uh, that we're probably going to be putting out that hopefully this year, he's wrapping it up here in the next month or so. Uh, so we have more songs. We're looking at like a 10 song project. Um, so that was kind of just to get people like acclimated with what we're doing. It's kind of going to be like more darker stuff and, uh i actually have like we have each other's phone numbers we text a lot um he's he's been going through like some stuff recently and just like putting it in the music like a lot of like heavy life stuff um i've just been giving him fuel like i i've been sending the beats like every day just like dude like take these real life experiences and just put them in the music because people need to hear that you know what i mean like that's gonna someone's gonna hear that stuff and just resonate with it so i think like the project that we're going to drop is going to be pretty, pretty good. And I, and I think people are going to enjoy it. So if you enjoyed that one, I think you're going to uh, really like the the full project. It's called uh, Solace is what the name of the project is going to be called. He's from um, Columbus, but he's in Cincinnati currently. So he's also an Ohio artist. Um, oh, I had him on my show before. And we just, we kind of just like our energies kind of match, I think. And I just really love like his style, the way he attacks uh, the tracks and everything. And I just, I enjoy getting off some of the darker beats with him and like some of the hard like trap stuff too, that I can, that I can do. Uh, J Trey is the artist that I've known, you know, since second grade, he's the one I've worked with the longest and he's the one I've, I've learned from the most, obviously just working from the beginning 
and I've produced um, the majority of his songs, like almost every album I've done just by myself. Um, there's been some other producers he's worked with as well, but not a ton. Um, so, you know, just like I said, just being able to learn from him from square one. And we still work you know, almost every week. He's over here uh, recording or just making songs. We have so many songs that people probably will never hear just, you know, getting things off, getting ideas off and um, definitely being able to work with him the most in person has helped me grow as a producer and just learn, learn how to record an artist for sure. And then learn just, you know, how to build projects, how to sequence things, come up with different themes and ideas. Um, and then Cherry Luna, she is from St. Louis, I believe. So she's kind of still in the Midwest. We connected uh, during the pandemic and I just, I heard some of her songs and it is totally different from anything, any artist I've ever worked with, any type of sound I've ever worked with. So she does like uh, pop, bubblegum pop, synth wave mix, like all kinds of stuff and some R&B mixed in. Like she has an incredible, unique voice and sound. She produces and she sings. She does pretty much all the stuff by herself. So I reached out to her and I just told her, like, I really enjoy what you're doing. I would love to be involved somehow. Um, and then we just started, like, I would send her some loops or I would send her some beats and just say, I know you produce, so just dissect this. Like, you could take parts from what I'm doing and just make something out of it. Um, and we just started making songs and then it ended up leading to uh, an EP we did called Blood Red, which was like the first, one of the other first collab projects I did with anyone. Um, and so like I, I was co-producing with her and we just made these songs and um, that was like a very cool time just to kind of be able to do that and to do a genre that I had never thought of doing or like touched before really even tried to do um which was awesome but i i gotta credit her because she's like the she's like a mastermind like she is just so good and talented um and we we've still continued to work on ideas like we've talked about doing uh volume two for that so we'll see if that ever comes to be um but we're still in touch she still is dropping like her own stuff she dropped an album this year which was very good but just like connecting with her has been awesome and she's just like a real genuine person too um so every time you know we connect like she's been featured on a couple of jay's songs as well like we always talk about working on new ideas and it's it's just a great um working relationship that we have for sure so hopefully you know eventually we can we can do more um music and collaborations soon so that's great, man. Yeah, it's it's always awesome when you connect with with people who bring that creativity out of you even more and push you to be better, you know. And I think mm -hmm. I think that's something that's um, you know, is really important in in whatever it is that you do, you know. Like I, I, you know, I I used to know some people when I would write, and and sometimes I feel like they're, you know, people would look at things as like a competition you know, whether it was with another paper or another network. And when it came to the work that I did, man, like I was never focused on that. I was just like, I want to, I want to write a story that one is true because that's the core of journalism or it should be is truth. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if 
really is necessarily anymore, unfortunately. <laughs> but that's what I learned is that you tell mm-hmm. the truth. Um, but also I wanted to, 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 to write in a way that people would really feel like they, they're getting to know the artist that when, you know, they would, they would read a quote in the story, they feel like, you know, maybe they could hear their voice or picture that person. Kind of like when you read a book and you, you feel like, oh man, like I can, like, I remember, um, reading cell from Stephen King and I, and I pictured John Cusack and then he ended up playing that guy in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately the movie didn't, I don't think did as well as the book, but um, <laughs> I still love, I still love John Cusack. I digress, <laughs> like I read that book and I was like, Oh, like I can see John Cusack in this, in this part. And, um, so when I did music feature stories, like I really didn't clean up my quotes a lot. Um, I didn't like, if somebody said something, I really tried to put it in, in writing the way that they said it, because I wanted them to hear, you know, I wanted them to be able to like hear it when they read it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so that, so the tie to tie all this, like together, like I was always just focused on doing the best work that I could do. I really didn't, I really didn't care what another newspaper was doing or what another broadcast network was doing. And I don't mean that like in a dismissive way of their work. Like I don't even read it. Like, of course I read other stories from other writers. And of course I watched other broadcasts um, because, you know, you, you learn from other people and how they do things. But I guess my point is I never wrote a story going like, I'm going to be like the best local dude. And you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I really literally was just like this story and this artist, I want to tell their story accurately and in an entertaining fashion. Um, it's not about um, competing with anybody else. It's, is this story better than the one that I wrote, you know, last week or two years ago? Have I improved as a writer? Same thing when I would broadcast or even doing these podcasts, you know, if I go back and listen to the first episode I did of my show back in 2012, when it was Bauman's breakdown, um, like I'm, I've, I would hope that I, I sound better now and, and I'm a better interviewer now than I was 11 years ago because it was 11 years ago. But mm-hmm. we talked about working with Cherry Luna. It just reminded me of that. Like you, you want to bring out the best in people. And, 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 and I think sometimes in this environment that we're in now with social media, there's positive interactions like this where guys like you and me can connect digitally and it's dope. Mm-hmm. Um, I think sometimes too, um, people compare themselves to other people too much. And it's like, you know, neither one of us as, as podcasters and as creatives should be comparing ourselves to Joe Rogan or Dak Shepard or Mark Marin or any of these people. Cause it's like, they've been doing it for a lot longer than us. And, and they had audiences before they podcasted, you know, because they, they came from, you know, comedy, movies, TV, all that stuff. So, you know, even though they were new to podcasting when they did it and they've done very well in it, they also had predefined audiences before they came in it. Whereas guys like you and me are, are people that, you know, like, unless there's something about you that I don't know in my research, Anthony, like, you know what I mean? We're not, you know, we're, you know, neither one of us has been in movies or TV or stuff like that. So it's Mm -hmm. like, there's always going to be failure in comparison. And I think the most important thing that you can do in life is just like you said, you touched on it earlier. There's always something else to learn. There's always something else to get better at, but don't compare yourself to other people, you know, Mm -hmm. learn from people who are really good at whatever it is that you're doing. And it's not about trying to copy or mimic what they do, but it's like, Oh, you know, how do they converse with people or 
how does that person write? You know, what are the things that I like about it? Um, it's the same thing musically, you know, whether it's producers or artists, it's it's looking at what they do and how they do it and the things that they do well and going, okay, how can I how can I learn from that to be better at what I'm doing myself? So mm-hmm. I, I think that's that's I'm 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 happy to hear that you've you've worked with people who have brought out you know, a, a better version of yourself, you know what I mean? Cause really that's what it's all about. It's not about yeah. competition. It's, it's, I think it's about collaboration and learning and growing. Yeah. Could, couldn't have said that better myself, man. And I, I agree with that. Um, wholeheartedly is just, and it, kind of going back to what we said about social media too, unfortunately that it puts, it kind of paints a negative image toward people, you know, with the comparing themselves to other people. Um, but your journey is, you know, your own, it's undoubtedly yours and, you know, it's going to go, you know, the way it goes, regardless of who you're trying to compare yourself to. And you, it's your job to put in the work to get to, you know, where you want to be. And like you said, it's collaboration is just so good too. And it's, it's a freeing feeling because, you know, you, you kind of understand that you're not alone in your journey. Uh, you can get the perspective of someone else. Um, and then obviously, you know, getting creative energy from one another. And if you're both at your best at that moment, you know, you're going to put out something that's really incredible for people, which is just 10 times better. And it's, it's a great feeling to do as opposed to just doing everything yourself all the time. Um, and yeah, you, you know, it's, it's crazy because you see so many people that are, um, you know, they, they try to come at things with negativity or things like that. And you're just like, I wonder if I'll ever find anyone that's just a cool person that I could work with. Uh, but, you know, like we said earlier, it's like those people, you know, they'll find their way to you, whether you're the one that, you know, reaches out or they reach out or you just find yourselves at a crossroads at the same time. It's just like, whoa, I just met this cool person. Like who would have guessed? You know what I mean? So um, it's kind of just like trusting that, when you put your best foot forward, someone else will do the same. And maybe, you know, the timing will happen where everything just lines up, you know, at the right, at the right moment. So that's kind of like the great thing about it. And like I said, just understanding that, you know, your journey is your own and it's difficult, but there's also people going through what you're going through too. Uh, And we always have to remind ourselves of that, even in like the, you know, dark times or times where we face that self-doubt and things like that. So when you have collaborators, um, they're kind of like your hype men, hopefully, you know, they're there to like, be like, let's do this together. Like, let's, let's do it. Let's do this thing. So. For sure, man. Well, Anthony, before we wrap it up, man, I, I want to say thanks again for, for doing this. It's great talking with you and speaking of collaboration, both of us have worked with black an awesome hip hop artist. Mm-hmm. Talk to me and the people about your relationship with him. And by the time this comes out, you guys are going to have a new song out because this is going to be out in uh, in April. And uh, looking for is the new track with uh, with J Trey and, and Black. Um, yeah. That's dropping March thirty first. So so yeah, talk sir. to me about how, how you connected with him, man, and in your relationship with him because he's a good dude. Yeah, man, he is, and. Uh, I actually met Champs first. So Champs reached out to me because Champs, okay, kind of a side story. Champs is the reason I've been reaching out to a lot of podcasters because Champs told me something in his interview where he was like talking about the importance of putting yourself out there and really just, you know, 
doing interviews, doing more things like that. So I've always thought about that. I'm like, I should do that myself. But back to the main story, Champs uh, was on my podcast in 2021. Um, and shortly after the episode came out, he sent me, a, I think he only sent me Black or maybe a couple other people. Uh, and he said, you know, these guys would be interested in being on the show. So I connected with Black and then I had him on the show last summer. Uh, and then we just started talking back and forth. And then we ended up working on a couple of songs. One is the Looking For song, which we, uh, me and J-Trey had already done that song and he had an open verse for it. So I sent to Black and he was you know, he was like, yeah, I'll do it. Um, sent the verse back pretty quick. Uh, and it's, it's a great song. It's like a really hyped up hip hop joint. So I think people are going to like it. Uh, and then... Black actually did another uh, freestyle that's going to be on the Proven Knowledge album that we're working on currently. That's going to have a lot of different artists on it. Um, but yeah, this song is called Looking For and it has uh, J. Trey and Black on it. And we're kind of just putting out some singles under the Proven Knowledge name to kind of get people ready for the bigger project later on. But we're going to have a lot of our friends on it and everything. And uh, yeah, Black Black's a really really solid dude so is champs um you know philadelphia guys just doing their thing doing it organically um putting out great music and like i said they're, they're just putting themselves out there and and lining it up so that they can have that sustainability and that long-term you know career for both of them so um shout out to shout out to both those guys so yeah they're both good dudes like you said good philly dudes um Shout out King Shamps as well. He he mm-hmm. actually was how I got in touch with Black as well. I had King Shamps on the podcast. I think it might have been 2021 as well. I had him on the show and um we had we had a great conversation. You know, his energy, his vibe. Um, you know, even if you go to like his Instagram page and stuff, like, you know, he would he would give advice to people and mm-hmm. and 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 is somebody that uh to me is is just you know, not only is he dope on the mic, but just like a, a dope conversationalist as well. And he got me in touch with Black and was, you know, kind of similar to your story, man. It was like, yo, you know, working with this dude, he's talented, you know, trying to get him out there more. And 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 then I talked to Black and learned more about his story. And uh and that's what's great about podcasting too, man. Um, and then like I mentioned at the jump, we've been talking about a, a lot about your your music, you know, end of things as a producer, but your show proven knowledge i think there's some common threads with this show you know in terms of the what you talk about and inspiring people um i know this is the the second annual women's appreciation month on your instagram page you post a lot about other things going on with with women in the industry and resources which i think is really cool to highlight positive things for for women out there as well but um talk to me about how the podcasting end of this kind of came to fruition for you as well, dude. I mean, obviously you're doing a lot of connecting with people and music production. Was it something that just built organically out of that? Or did you always have a goal in the back of your mind to do a podcast as well, in addition to being a producer? So when uh, me and Jay kind of created Proven Knowledge together like five years ago, so we came up with like the logo and kind of the brand and the identity, I guess. So we we were doing a couple different podcasts before, like we would always do uh, end of the year reviews for music. Like we would go over our favorite albums, things like that. And then around the pandemic, um, I was listening to a lot more podcasts at that time. 
um, there's a show called It's the Real, and it's two brothers, and they do a lot of uh, interviews and music. And they had, at that time, they had a show that they did every day, and they did three interviews a day because they were on lockdown in New York City, so they couldn't go anywhere. So they did it all virtually on their phone. And I would listen to that. I listened to that for like probably two or three weeks, and I was like, it would be kind of cool to interview artists like that and do it virtually since you could do it through zoom or like facetime so once things kind of lifted it was probably like may i think of 2020 um i had already had some contacts in mind just from artists i was working with so i just started reaching out to people and was like if i did like a like an interview show would anyone want to be on it and then i had probably like 10 or 15 people that were like yeah i would love that that would be great like always looking for like podcast to be on or you know ways to get my voice out there um and i was like i want to do it consistently so i'm going to aim to do it every week so then i just started going and just interviewing people and um still to this day i usually reach out to people that i find that i either have known for a while or maybe i just found them and i'm like they they might be someone cool to have a conversation with so let me reach out to them um, but recently, which is great, I've had a lot of people reach out to me finally, just from hearing the show through, you know, a mutual friend or just on a whim, maybe they found the show. So now it's getting to that point where um, I'm actually getting people reaching out to me saying, can I be on the show, which is great. Because uh, at the beginning, it was really just I had to do all the legwork of reaching out to the guests. Um, and I still do that just to have a good guest list going. I always want to have the guest list like a few months in advance if I can, just for me to be like, I don't have to worry about it this week. Um, I always, I always record in advance. So I'm always like about a month ahead of the recording just to keep it to where I know I can get the edits done and also not have it cut into what I'm doing elsewhere with music and all the other stuff. But the real great thing about the podcast is it's relationship building. And especially when I have artists on there, it's like, what's a better way to start working with an artist than to basically have an interview with them. It's almost like a job interview in a way where you're like, do we even have chemistry here? Like, let's see if, you know, let's see what they're, what they're, what makes them tick. You know what I mean? And, and I don't go like, I try not to go into a ton of stuff. It's mostly like, um, just stuff about their career and some life things and just talking about, um, you know, their inspirations and things like that. And, um, you know, for the most part, I usually, usually the conversations really go well. I don't think I've had one where it didn't go very well. You obviously have some people that they're more introverted, so they don't like give you too much. Uh, so it's kind of like yeah. trying to get things out of them. Uh, but for me personally, it's also helped me because of, you know, my personality, because I'm not someone that is, you know, a super extroverted person. I'm not out with people all the time in social environments all the time. Um, so just getting to, you know, learn how to conversate with people and communicate with creatives, because that's another skill I think of being a producer is just learning how, you know, to communicate with other artists and figure out what they like, what they need. Um, so it really has been nothing but beneficial to my music. Like it's directly benefited my music career as well. And just continuing to, um, you know, have different artists to post on my page. And then, you know, I've had a bunch of people hit me up now and say they discovered certain artists through my platform and 
now they're collaborating and it's like would have never thought about that you know at the time when i decided to do it but it's like it's like we said about you just plant those seeds and just see them grow later on you know you can look back and then see uh, where it goes so it's definitely something i want to aim to continue to do consistently um just because i enjoy it a lot and it's also a break for me from music where i can go talk to someone um that you know we both kind of are doing the same thing in our own ways and just learn from one another so it's been it's been awesome man like the podcast has really been great and it's a fun thing that when i started music i never envisioned that being part of it but now it's such a big part of it but i love it so that's dope, dude. Yeah. You know, like I said, I listened to, I, I, I think it was the most recent episode what, that you did with, uh, with Leon DC. And yeah, I really, that I was really, this week. Yep. Yeah, man. I really enjoyed that conversation. And, and, um, you know, I think your conversational style too, like it's, it's, it's like two people, like two friends catching up. And to me, those are the mm-hmm. best ones to listen to, you know, I, I love Q and a stuff too, but I feel like for the podcast format, it really it really turned media on its head in a lot of ways because for so long right whether it was a a radio interview on terrestrial radio or uh like a late night tv interview it really kind of had you know there there were those formats where it was like hey this is a promotional format for this artist or for this this movie star for whatever vehicle they've got coming out and it kind of had like you know, it had it had kind of like when you watch the local news, it's got it's got um, a format to it, you know, and it has mm-hmm. to based on the the type of um, medium that it's that is being consumed through. Right. And I think what's so cool about podcasting is it was just it's like this new thing where everybody just kind of has their own, you know, pirate ship, for lack of a better way to, you know, say it. Like I always mm-hmm. I always joke about that in the intro of my show. I always say, you know, thanks for coming aboard the pirate ship because it's like that's basically what it is. Like you're, you're just traversing the seas and you get to make it what you want to make it because you don't have to answer to a network or you don't have to answer to a producer or, Mm -hmm. you know, you don't have like a, you know, okay, this segment has to be this. It's really what you want to make it. And so um, I think it's, I think you're a great conversationalist and I'm excited to continue to get to know you, man, and check out more of your material. Um, It's, it's, um, it's cool to, to be in a position, like you said, where people are reaching out to you and, um, you know, when I saw your email and, 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 you know, started checking out your content, I'm like, oh, this is cool. I feel like this is a like-minded cat. And then just the irony of, of you being from Ohio too, I thought was really interesting, man. So mm-hmm. I'm glad we connected. I'm looking forward to stay in touch, man. You know, cause that's how I look at this too. It's not just about, you know, putting out content for the podcast. It's about the relationships that you build and the, and the people that you're able to connect with. Um, and, and I've had the opportunity to connect with a lot of cool people like yourself over the last few years that I've been doing this. So, um, you know, it's, it's been cool, man. You know, I balance it with my day job and, you know, my responsibilities and just, and just, you know, trying to keep good relationships with people outside of everything, you know, just as like a Mm -hmm. a son and a brother and a friend and whatnot. But, um, but yeah, dude, I'm really excited about what you're doing. And before we officially wrap it up, I just want to say thanks again, Anthony, for taking the time and for going over a half hour now. Um, the last thing I wanted to ask you, dude, is just with the theme of this show being perseverance and moving forward and having that being tied into the name March 4th, you know, what, what's something that, that, you know, you want to pass along to people listening to this show as a guy who, like you said, you know, 
coming from a small town, chasing your dreams. You've been able to connect with a lot of awesome people. You know, you're, you're putting people on to other, you know, dope artists who are on the come up. Um, what's something that you want to pass on to somebody out there, whether they're struggling right now or whether they're on the cusp of deciding, ah, oh, do I want to chase this thing or do I want to take a more practical path? Like, you know, something that you feel like might, might be helpful to somebody out there who, mm -hmm. who is, you know, interested in, in pursuing creative pursuits like you and I. Yeah. So I definitely think the biggest thing is, you know, have the conversation with yourself before you let any outside influences get to you and just ask yourself, you know, am I cut out to really pursue this as a lifelong thing and put my all into it every single day? Um, because it takes a lot of work, a lot of patience, a lot of defeats and failures and rejection before you even get any real wins. Um, so you really have to have that conversation with yourself and just sit yourself down and be be serious about it. You know what I mean? I think a lot of people kind of just dabble with things in life and they don't take it too seriously. I, I think if you don't take this stuff seriously and you want to see results, it's like you can't have one without the other. Um, so patience has always been the biggest thing. And even when you continue to uh, see progress, you have to continue to remind yourself to be patient because you always want to jump to those next steps immediately. But it just it can't be that way. You have to let it, you know, take its natural course um, and just continue to put your best foot forward every single day. Make a little bit of progress. You know, you don't have to make huge wins every day as long as you're doing some actions to put you in position to see them. That's really what it's all about, planting those seeds um, and just, you know, keep having faith. Um, keep perfecting your craft. And just don't give up, obviously, because that's really the only way that you fail is when you just stop. So as long as you keep going and do what makes you happy, what gives you actual purpose, um, even if you have to work a job and do that and sustain, as long as you still have something that is giving you purpose and an outlet and something that gets you through the day, that's what matters. So that's what I would, that's what I would tell anyone, I think. So, sage advice, Anthony. Well, dude, thanks again so much for taking the time to do the show, and again for going over thirty minutes. I feel like I <laughs> ran this one that I normally do, but I think it's just because I relate to you, man. Like I said, both of us being Ohio dudes, so yeah, man. I didn't talk too much, man. Um, I no, really enjoy it all, man. I appreciate it, Mike. I appreciate it so much, man. And and please keep doing what you're doing here, because um, your your show is great, your format's great just giving people an opportunity like you didn't even have to answer me you know what I mean but you gave me this opportunity and uh, I definitely appreciate it and we will definitely stay in touch I'll be looking out for what you got going on as well and um, thank you so much again for giving me this chance man you're welcome dude you're welcome and I appreciate the kind words and same to you right back at you brother keep doing what you're doing I love the music uh, I love the show and 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 I love the content on your page I'll obviously put up the links for, for people to check it out, but uh, for people who, who aren't familiar with you, man, let them know where they can find you, Anthony. Yeah, for sure. So obviously like Spotify or Apple music, just Anthony church, you'll see my um, not so handsome face. So you'll know it's me. Um, Instagram at Anthony underscore church. What was that? So don't talk negatively, negatively about yourself, man. I'll do that too. It's okay to gotta, be self-deprecating. But don't talk negatively about yourself, man. I gotta, I gotta give myself that, uh, that runaround sometimes. But I'm on uh, Instagram at Anthony underscore Church twenty four. 
Twitter at ant underscore church 24. Um, and TikTok, I think it's just Anthony Church 24. Um, YouTube, I mean, you'll find me in different places, but um, yeah, feel free to reach out if you're an artist, uh, if you want to connect, please reach out. We'll see what we can do if the you know stars align. Hopefully we can get some things going. So awesome. But yeah, do definitely stay in touch. I really appreciate the kind words mm-hmm. and like I said, right back at you too, man. It's inspiring to see to see people hustling and grinding and it, it makes me want to do more too, man. So thank you so much for taking the time tonight, brother. And let's definitely keep in touch. Yeah, no problem, man. And I once again appreciate the opportunity. And yeah, we'll we'll stay in touch through email and social media too. Sweet, man. Well, Anthony, thanks again, brother. Keep doing your thing, man. No problem, man. You as well. We'll talk soon, all right? Righty-dighty, there you have it. That was my conversation with music producer and host of the Proven Knowledge podcast, Anthony Church. Make sure you go follow and support my dude online. You can follow him on Instagram at Anthony underscore Church 24, and that is 24 as in the number 24, not spelled out, and at Proven underscore Knowledge. The links to all of his stuff will be in the podcast description for this episode, so just scroll down to the bottom of the podcast description Hit those links, go follow him on Instagram, go check out his beats online. You will not be disappointed, especially if you are a fan of hip-hop, pop, and R&B. Like I said at the jump, I really love Life Test Volume 1, Solo with Grizz, Sound Origin Volume 1, Looking For, which just dropped on March 31st with J-Trey and Black, mixed by Izeek. It's all dope, y'all. These aren't empty calories. These aren't empty words. I got a lot of love and respect for Anthony and what he's doing and uh, even though I love putting on for people from my, my home state of Ohio, and he is an Ohio dude just like me, genuinely, man, I love what this dude is doing. His message of positivity, trying to spark people's dreams with the podcast, putting on for other dope creators out there and musicians chasing their dreams. Like, I just, I really appreciate what this dude is putting out into the universe because we need more people like him who are going after what they love and also have a message of positivity and bringing people together and hoping to inspire the next person coming up who who is, you know, maybe thinking about, ah, oh, should I should I go for it? Should I do this? Should I do that? You know, listen to Proven Knowledge. Check out his beats. Check out his music, man, because he is a positive force and we need more people like him in the world. So once again, at Anthony underscore Church 24 and at Proven underscore Knowledge on Instagram. Anthony, I just want to say directly to you, my guy, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the podcast. I was really humbled when I got your email and you wrote a, a really nice email uh, about coming on the show and what you're doing. And, uh, you know, again, the fact that we're both from Ohio, the fact that we have uh, this need in us to connect with people in a positive way, and the fact that you're chasing your dreams and really building an audience with proven knowledge and that whole imprint and what you guys are about uh, to get you on the show, man, and, and for you to have the desire to come on the show and, and the kind words you had about me and what I'm doing with March 4th, man, it truly means a lot. So thank you so much, my dude. I really appreciate it. Shout out once again to King Shams and Black as well. Common threads that brought us all together, dude. So nothing but love over here, man. Episode 99 is in the books, y'all. I ranted uh, a little bit more than that I probably should have at the beginning of this, and that might just be me being too hard on myself, but I'll just keep the the close here short and sweet by by once again saying thank you to everybody who is on this journey with me with March 4th. Uh, I really 
really mean it when I say I'm trying to use this platform to connect with people in a positive way. And I really hope these conversations inspire you guys to go out and chase your dreams and to persevere through whatever darkness you might be going through, you know, uh, whether it's addiction, whether it's breakups, whether it's, you know, uh, poor self-image, low self-esteem, all the things that, that so many of us deal with and so many of us deal with in silence. Don't deal with it in silence. Talk to people you trust. Talk to people close to you. Don't be afraid to get help. I think one of the positive things about our society today is that mental health is being discussed openly, more so than at any other period in my 35 years on this planet. There are a lot of resources out there to get help if you need help. Um, but once again, man, know that you're loved, know that you're worth it, and know that you have a purpose, man. So you know, don't be afraid to talk to the people close to you and just set little goals every single day, you know, uh, whether there's things you want to change about yourself physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, or all of the above. There's plenty of resources out there to do it, whether it's YouTube, whether it's dope creators like Anthony on Instagram and what proven knowledge and everybody over there is doing. Just, just, you know, know that, um, there, there are good people in the world who want you here and, uh, want to inspire you, man. And uh, trust me, when, when, you, when you find those things that you really love and, and you go after them with 100% of your effort and ability, you'll have no regrets, man. As a guy who's doing this podcast, you know what I'm saying? Like I don't, I don't have a million followers. I don't have a million dollars. You know what I'm saying? Um, but what I do have is, is my integrity. What I do have is my love for connecting with people in a positive way and using my voice and my platform to do that, you know, and, and I wake up every day and I have that purpose in my life now that I, I think a few years ago, I didn't really have, you know what I mean? And this show has been a big part of that. And, um, you know, it's evidenced by episodes like this, where you're, you put good out into the universe and, and the universe boom, boomerangs it back to you with good people like Anthony, man. So on that note, once again, persevere, move forward, push through, stare fear in the face and grin at it and just keep getting after it. You know, and, and when you start to see those results, trust me, whether it's with your music or your art or your body or your mental and emotional state, you'll be like, you know what, man, I'm glad I kept going. I'm glad I kept going. I'm glad I stared fear in the face, laughed at it, pushed through the pain and, and, and you know, kept on keeping on, man, because that's what life is all about. There's going to be good days. There's going to be bad days. It doesn't matter if you have millions and millions of dollars and you've sold millions of records or you got millions of downloads on your podcast or you're working a nine to five in, you know, middle America and living paycheck to paycheck, baby. At the end of the day, when you go to bed, all of us have the same things in common. And that is whatever we believe in and however we feel about ourselves. You know, that's it, man. That's that's it. You know, um, so surround yourself with good people surround yourself with good vibes don't talk negative to yourself or about yourself don't talk negatively to or about other people and just live a life of love and positivity and in those dark times you know find things that uplift you whether it's podcasts whether it's music whether it's getting down on the floor knocking out some push-ups listening to some heavy music listening to some rap some trap whatever it is man but just know that uh you know, again, what you believe in and however you think about yourself, that's going to determine how far you go in this world, man, for real. Uh, and that's something that I feel like I can pass on at 35 because that is that those are the common denominators when we all go to bed at night. Doesn't matter if it's a Versace pillow or something you got at Home Goods, baby. You know, whatever you believe in and however you feel about yourself, you know, that's going to determine where, where you end up. So 
be good to yourself, be good to other people, and uh, know that you have a purpose, man. So once again, I'm going to wrap it up. Thank you, Anthony. Thank you to all of you who listened. Once again, you can follow me on Instagram at March4thPod. My website is March4th.podbean.com. The link tree with all of my stuff is in the podcast description as well. At Anthony underscore Church 24, at Proven underscore Knowledge. Go listen to the Proven Knowledge podcast. Check out Anthony's music. And above all, keep the faith and be kind to one another. Courtesy of my dude Anthony from the Proven Knowledge imprint. This is the single Looking For featuring J. Trey and Black, produced by Anthony and mixed by Isaac. Peace. Looking for a reason just to kill it. Yeah. Looking for a reason just to kill it. Yeah. Looking for a reason just to kill it. Back in this bitch reloaded, put your hands up to the ceiling. Looking for a reason just to kill it. Yeah. Looking for a reason just to kill it. Yeah. Looking for a reason just to kill it. Back in this bitch reloaded, put your hands up to the ceiling. Impossible for niggas try to go compete with I. When they step into my area, they never leave alive. I got two pieces with me, loaded peace and peace of mind. Y'all will never see me come and hit you with the blind side. Let's rewind like a man and sailor in the movie. Click back to a time where I ever would truly gave a shit. Y'all niggas pushing agendas and fucking politics. 14 day quarantine, cause y'all niggas make me sick. Pushing the envelope, now that's my niche. Like King Bush, why we flick that wrist? Already fuck your bitch, already hit that lick. These niggas talk that but ain't no truth in it. I built this from the ground up, nigga, brick by brick. The clock is running out of you, now hear it tick, tick, tick. The boom by Yeager, baby, I'm John Wick. Now let me murder this shit right quick. I'ma murder this shit right quick, you heard? Looking for a reason just to kill it. Yeah. Looking for a reason just to kill it. Yeah. Looking for a reason just to kill it. Back in this bitch reloaded, put your hands up to the ceiling. Looking for a reason just to kill it. Yeah. Looking for a reason just to kill it. Yeah. Looking for a reason just to kill it. Back in this bitch reloaded, put your hands up to the ceiling. Punching the clock, giving them over time, over time with a heavy grind, been a thing of mine, can't unwind. Gotta keep it going, keep it rolling, like a front in the clock. Keep it sitting motion, ain't no hand downs, you gotta get yours. If that's you, nigga, you gotta be bored. Run the wrong crew, then you gotta branch out. Uh, if I were you, I would ask they ass out and find you a different route. Ain't no same in it, ain't no point, no fingers, it was you. Take the blame in it, breathe, beloved, keep it cool. Inhale. Exhale, and if they say fuck me, then it fuck you. Ain't no same in it, ain't no point in no fingers, it was you. Take the blame in it, breathe, beloved, keep it cool. Inhale, exhale, and if they say fuck me, then it fuck you. Looking for a reason just to kill it, yeah. Looking for a reason just to kill it, yeah. Looking for a reason just to kill it. Back in this bitch reloaded, put your hands up to the ceiling. Looking for a reason just to kill it, yeah. Looking for a reason just to kill it, yeah. Looking for a reason just to kill it. Back in this bitch reloaded, put your hands up to the ceiling.